All right, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Jay. I got a special guest in the building with me, man. My my motherfucking homie. Squad. My motherfucking dog. Man, family. I ain't family. seen them in a minute. Man, it's been a, not that long, but it's been a minute. And now he done, he done pulled up on me to chop it up. Yeah, man. Go on here, introduce yourself, man. Oh, hey, man. Y'all know me. I'm Ronnie. They might call me as Ronnie Mo. My name King, you know. I just try to stay focused, but I'm Ronnie. All right, Ronnie. So let's let's jump right into it. You know what I'm saying? Because you've been you've been in this shit for a minute. You've been out here for a minute. You done seen a lot of shit change. So let's let's start from the beginning, man. What what high school did you go to? Well, I went to Sin High School, Bulldogs. That's up north. Um, I was a uh, originative, come from out west, so it was hard to get to a high school on the west side back in the '90s. So, shit, they took me to the north side to Sin. Now, I don't really know too much about Sin. I, I don't even think I have a road past that. If I did, I ain't notice it. That's so, right. was it like a, a, a mixed school? Did you yes, have all races? Yes, mixed. There? Hispanics, it's right there in the heart, right there on Peterson and uh, Clark. So, it's critical. Uh, now, it's over there by Mather. Uh, so, no, Sin High School, was it's on the map, you know, back in the day. But it's it's mixed, mixed crowd. All right, with it being a, a mixed crowd, was it... Because this was, what, the early 90s? Early 90s. I was When I went to high school, they had eighth grade then. You can go in high school and be in eighth grade, so that's like my 96, 97. All right, so they had one of them. Because my school was like that way. Um, But you had seven to eighth graders in a special wing of the school and shit. And then if they once they graduated, they could have went to the odd school. Yeah, it was just straight eighth grade. Okay. Eighth grade. But, yeah, it's something similar like that. All right, so was it, like, did you experience any, any like, Racial shit in there because it had to that's, happen. No, see, that's what that's like, man. When everybody come with the race today in 2020, I ain't experienced no race, man. My dad, my time was gang banging, man. Like, right. whatever click, what gang you in, you got to be structured. It wasn't no you black, you white, you can't do this and you can't do that, right? Like, more than anything, people fear gang banging. But you know, in high school, it's it's shit. I'm just be honest, it's like prison. So in, in certain schools, and uh, I'm sure a mixed school like yours, you know, you had the Mexicans with the Mexicans, the blacks with the blacks, the whites with the whites, but it, it was always certain people that could congregate through all those crowds. So, yeah, it was like that. You, you If you walk into the lunchroom or something, you'll see they migrated to their own uh, at the grace, but it didn't matter. Like I say, where well, I come from in the 90s, that, nobody care about that. You were, you were a gang you in or you're a neutron, that's it. Right. That's just, it was, that was that was flat. All right, now at some point you jumped into football. Yeah, I was always playing football. You know, I played football 6th, 7th, 8th grade. It's just when I went to high school, when you went to seeing, like you wanted to, I wanted to play football bad. Like I was on it, I was good. But then you got the other superstars, and then I promise you, like my coach, we had back in the 90s, coach beat you up. So we had Put coaches hands that be right beat your you. ass and, <laughs> Fucking doing that to your ass, so and nothing happened. Like, yeah, man. So it's like more, like, like beating and like screaming, yelling, and trying to have a structured team. So when I was playing football, it was good, you know. But gang started taking over. So did it come a time? Cause you say the gang started taking over. Did it come a time where you was like, "Fuck this football shit. I'm, I want to be in the streets or something." Like, what? What opened the door for that? The door opened when my mom passed away. My mom passed away. I was 14. Right. So my brother, it's only me and my brother don't got no sisters. So my brother was like 19, 20. 
he wasn't even old enough to be a legal guardian. So he was able to go through the court system, got me into grammar school. He got me into the school up north. That was Kilmer at the time. Once my mom passed away, man, it was over with. Like a lot of guys or a lot of people that got a parent that passed away, right. that means that means a lot. Because if you young and you you gonna act up, I don't care who you is, but you like my parents ain't here. I'm, I'm finna do me. I don't care what nobody say. And at that time, my brother was already known in the game, right. like really big known up north. You know, so he already had pull. And when you start gravitating to the streets, being outside, your friends start seeing that you start seeing yourself doing that, not even knowing you're doing it. Right. So when how old was you? 14 14 and then okay when like i don't i don't know how like i saw it but i wasn't it was like i wasn't aware of it you know because i was still a kid myself and you probably was a little bit older than me but you was in the streets did you see it like man this is what i have to do or it was just like you say ain't had nothing else to do oh it was something i had to do jay we we family I, it was something i had to do because being in the household with my brother He's selling the drugs and like doing everything, bringing money in. It's right. like, you I'm see seeing that. them chopping it up, shaking the bags up, cutting it up. I mean, oh man, like for right. real, for real. So I was like, I had no choice but to do it because right. if my brother doing it, he taking care of me. I need to pull my weight. And that's what all I thought. He never came at me like, oh, you need to get in the streets. You need to do this. You need to do that. It was right. just the opportunity. The doors was there already. It was just, should I do it or be a lame? Was there ever a point where he was like, you need to slow down, you tripping? Oh, no, he got to the point he didn't want me doing it. Right. He got to the point that he didn't want me game banging. He didn't want me selling no drugs. But at that point, it was, I was already in it. I had my little clique, my little gang, my, my homies. <laughs> he couldn't tell me nothing. Right. But at the end of the day, I was bringing the money back to the table. Right. Like, he seen it. So now he's like. So you, you 16, 17 years, years old, and you, you got a pocket full of fucking money. So at that point, can't nobody really tell you shit anyway. No. You feel me? You out here doing your own thing. And then, like you say, y'all was already out west, right? Yeah, we was out west and up north. So we from out, we lay, I was born and raised out west, right. but we did all the game banging hustling up north. Right. And then you jump off the porch. You got your little, your little squad with you. Y'all out there mobbing. Like, what was the, the first life lesson you learned from being in the streets? Man, you got to do it yourself. Can't run with people. Right. Everybody ain't there for you. And really, the negative is going to overcrowd whatever you, your thought process because everybody else got baggage too. Right. So it's, it was hard because you still want to be there with them. Now, in, in today's society, you know, we see, like, rappers glamorize the street life. And I can't really say... In the 90s, I don't know. Maybe it was. But I can't really think of no no music that was, like, glorizing that shit. No, see, that's why it's, it's good that you come like that. Because in the 90s, it was part, like, riding music. Cars. Nice cars. Probably a little money. But clothes wasn't rocking back then. Like, Everybody you got the ACGs. You got uh, the Pelly. Got the, the uh, starter jackets, starter jackets, but you got to push it together back then. Right. Now they had all, you know, you they got all type of no. I ain't see people wear cut up pants and all that. They wasn't wearing like that, man. So you got money, you just, just really just saving it, doing the drugs. All right. So now at some point you uh you transition from high school to job corps, right? Right. Now 
why did you go to Job Corps? Like, what what pushed you to Job Corps? Well, really, we go back to when I was at Sin. Like I said, mm-hmm. game banging. So I got kicked out of Sin game banging. Boy, we was game banging hard. Right. And the Moles, GDs off Thorndale. People know. If you from up, if you from up north, you know. You see this video, you know. It was rocking back then in the nineties. So at the time, I was game banging. I got kicked out of Sin. My brother was like, "Bro, you you going downhill?" So he gave me the proposition. Bro, you gotta go to Job Corps. Bro, right. at the time, I thought Job Corps was like, uh, what's that uh school when they got the like military school? Yeah, like, like Lincoln, a, Link, um, Lincoln Challenge. I it's, thought that was like Lincoln Challenge. It no, is. No, it's, no, Lincoln it, Challenge, something totally it's some, different. It's, it's one of us. So I thought that's how he was coming. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Right. So he took me there still. Job Corps signed up. And after that, he once I finished and got kicked out of school, Joe, he sent me to Job Corps. Now, at the Job Corps, it was rough. You busting at the Job Corps? Yeah, but it was, Job Corps was cool. That's why I met my homie Q, man. Shout out to Q, man. My baby, I just met a lot of guys in Job Corps, man. But shout out to my homie Q, man. But no, at the Job Corps, I had to find myself, man. Like, you know, you lost, man. You getting up in age and you people sending you places to try to figure shit out. It's cool, but you lost, man. A lot of people think they can figure it out. You really can't. Do you think Job Corps influenced you in a positive way? Like, did it help you in any type of way? Because a lot of people go into shit like that. Like you say, you already thought about it one certain type of way. So some people go into shit like that and be like, man, fucking, I ain't even trying to win in this situation. Me? I already had it. It was, it was a good experience, man. It's like college. Like I say, like, if you, if you 18, 19, 20 and trying to figure yourself out and you don't got nowhere to go, you in the streets, at that time, it was, it was great for me because you're, like, on the campus. Got you got a different type of race, females. You were all right there in one pack. Right. Plus, you get a trade, so you can pick up a trade. So, if you really trying to do something with yourself, you can pick up a trade. Now, let me ask you: Do you think, do you think high school would have been more beneficial if you have saw it all the way through, or do you think job call was more beneficial to you? At that time, nobody wanted no high school. Right. I didn't care about high school, especially like I say, anybody that. Was in the streets selling drugs, whatever your your hustle was. School wasn't it. Right. Sitting in no classroom, especially if you not comprehend it. A lot of a lot of people out here think they comprehend it, and they don't look at it as why you stop school or why you don't like that teacher. No, nah, bro, you just don't comprehend, bro. You don't understand what's going on. So now your mind's so disturbed and so confused, you lash out in the anger way, or you don't show up. Right. You can't even sit through you don't a full sit, class like, day. Then, then no, you can't. You, don't now you a class clown or you in there hollering at your homies. Now you in school for what? To kick it with your homies, see your friends. All right. Now you you graduate from job corps, right? Right. With how many trades or what trade? I got a trade in welding. Okay. Now when you did you ever put the the welding certificate to work? Yeah. I worked at thirty fifth in uh racine at Midland Metals for at least a year. Now that shit sound dangerous, big dog. Yeah, I got offered to go underground water welding too. Oh, that, oh now you would have been lit. But, but you that can't that, swim. No, it's one of them, <laughs> that metal rod puncture that suit is oh it. Yeah, the pressure. Deep. Deep. So yeah. it's you got like I say, people come with you with opportunities, but it's your decision to make that right decision and do your research. You can be like, yeah, yeah. I'm doing because the money. But then when you get there, a lot of people you take these trades or you take these positions that's something that you really don't want to do. Right. And now then, you in it, now you won't get to drive. So it's like you wasting your time. Facts. I I, I definitely Went through that part of my life where I put 10 years into some shit that I should have put 10 years into something else. 
And who knows where I'd be, you know what I'm saying, if I did that. So I, I totally understand when you say, man, fuck that, that ain't for me. You and that's why I thought then, like, when they say that saying, fake it till you make it, I uh -huh. was faking it, bro. Going to what job court just to pick up a trade, I right. was faking it, bro. I passed, but I was faking it because that's it was hot, right? But it was the easiest trade to complete and graduate. Because right. some of them trades, brick masonry, brick laying, and electrical, they, they had a longer span to uh, complete. So you were scheming your way out there, bitch. Yeah, bro. You, yeah, like my brother wanted me to complete, but don't go, don't go there and just someone send you somewhere, then you don't take the opportunity to right. succeed or accomplish something. Right. So my mind was, I had my high school diploma because I still graduated. You can get your GED there and pick up a trade. I said I'm gonna pick up a trade. I'm not gonna pick no trade that I'm. It's going to be lame. Like they got computers, you can be on computer. So I picked something that I'll be interested in, but it had a quicker uh, completion. So, what did you want to be? Growing up? Yeah. Well, period. Everybody wanted to be. I wanted to go to the NBA, be right. an NFL. Right. I wanted to play sports. So I, was, so I wanted to be in the NFL, the NBA, but at that time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. Like, it was, I had money, I sold drugs, I game bang. Still didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. I still didn't know what I wanted to do until. All right, so you get out of job corps. Now you, you got a job at welding. What's next? At the welding, 9-11 hit. Okay. Well, I was doing welding at that time now. And 35th Racine, bro, they got union and older guys. So now you're intimidated. Like I said, you're still going through this process of learning life, being around different type of people, different ages, different race, and different job ethics and people that work in the field of that job. Right. They've been there longer than you. So they bullied me up out of there, meaning that. The hours, I was working the hours, but I was getting the harder jobs. All Now they get all to the rookies or the people right. that's young because they like, man, you went to Job Corps, you got this in less than a year. I've been doing welding forever. And they was hating on yeah, you. Yeah, they, they, even not even hating. I feel, I understand where they're coming from. When you right. look at a position someone been in so long, mm -hmm. no, they didn't like that. So after welding, I was lost. Well, I, was, I did it and went back to the streets, really. Went back to the streets. Now this time, you jumped back in the streets. Like, what, what happened? Well, man, I cross paths with Q. Mm, mm, my mm. baby. <laughs> my life. Shout out I Big Curry. No, I shout out. Once I crossed paths with Q, came back out west, started back hustling. It took off from there. Now, did you ever look at, at hustling like, man, like, I know the outcome to this shit? Yeah, because I was working still. I had good jobs. Right. A lot of people, I always had a job. So I worked in that finish line, Foot Locker. I worked at Granger. So it ain't like I ain't had no good job. My resume ain't long. Right. But the streets is the, the fast money, kicking it. That was the opportunity for me. So you was kind of like, you was kind of like the smart hustler. You you in the streets, but at the same time, you you got multiple paychecks, multiple streams of income. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I always. So did you ever say, like, did from the street money, did you ever be like, okay, man, I just made, like, $2,000 today. And you go back to work and be like, man, I only made $160 working eight hours. Did you ever have a moment where you was like, man, I think I should say fuck this job? See, in the 90s, man, you you got a lot of people that mentor you. You can't hustle and not have no job or something to fall back on. That's what I've learned. My testimony, a lot of people put up the game in me that you can always hustle, but you got to have a job. You got to be able to do something. So when that hustle go up, you gotta have something to fall back on. Police book you or something. I got a job. You just not. Matter of fact, back in the day, you couldn't have a certain amount of money on you without having no type of income and not saying that you got that 
that income coming to have that money. Right. So they used to book you on that. So I just thought to have a job, man, have something to fall back on. So you 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 out in the streets, you get into it, and then at some point you get locked up. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Expand, <laughs> expand on it. I, yeah, man. Like they say, you can't have best of both worlds. So you can't work and hustle. So it's like you gotta have one or the other. So what 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 was the where did the slip up moment come? Like how did you get caught? Being thirsty. Explain what you mean. Like getting up, you know, you got the whole squad finna go down the joint and hustle. Moving too first, fast. No, who the first gonna go on the block first? Who the first is gonna be out there and get it? Now I, see, now I don't know how they doing it today. You know what I'm saying? But I know it was a structure to a certain type of shit. Like if you got six people on the block, then you. You alternate sales, you know. Correct. What I'm you rotate. You rotate. Make sure everybody gets. Yeah, to everybody. It. You rotate the. You rotate packs. You rotate the bundles. You rotate everything. Everybody get it. And majority of the time, everybody don't got the same. Everybody don't got the same. So right. somebody priority wait. Um, be be you'd out, and they wait for another come up. So they waiting. Right. So you really you taking turns. But it was always a, a structure. Now nowadays you see. You'll ride up on the block or you'll go in the gas station. You got three people outside trying to sell you some weed. And then that caused a, a problem. Man, man. It'd be hard, Jay, when I holler at you. Like, that's they, that's they, that's how they was raised or somebody taught them how to do it that way. Right. Or it's just the thirst. Because, number one, if it's three, four people running up on you, that shit might be some bullshit. <laughs> kids. Facts. So real niggas they ain't finna run up on you like that unless they trying to get that shit off for right. a reason. Like, and then you just can't go no anywhere no more trying to pull up to my want some weed, especially if you a smoker. You gotta go to the place where that shit gonna be smoking, not just pull up at a gas station. So that means number one, something wrong with you. Right. You go in the gas station and get some weeds. You gotta have better connects than that. But anybody that's running up like that, that's just the thirst, bro. They trying to get that shit off. All right, now now get back into how you got booked your first time. But my first case, man, selling drugs, man, I got caught. Man, police booked me. Uh, really, I was on house arrest, so I went in first time, you know, dress in, dress out, they give you house arrest, right. go home. I was on house arrest fighting that case for like maybe six, seven months. They gave me uh, probation. After that, I already knew how it was, you know, the gang, hustling, getting booked. But I knew that wasn't for me. But she had... It's just like it was just like an eye opener, but when you first get booked, that's like a slap on the wrist, man. It ain't gonna do nothing to you, really. Right, they just and, let you in, let you out. Yeah, it, it ain't gonna be nothing. And I got caught with like a couple rock bags, a couple weed. And, but you say it was an eye opener, but at the same time, you well, you say it was an eye opener, and then you say you knew it wasn't for you. You talking about jail or you talking about hustling? Jail. Because what I mean by eye opener means that now you know what's the gift and the gab of the game, what to do and what not to do. Right. How to move now. For some people, you got to make them a couple mistakes to be able to know what to do next, right. how your next move would be. So I already knew what my next move would be to how to not get booked. So technically, your first time going to jail taught you a lesson Correct. on how not to get caught again. Yeah, that's that's all it did. That's all it really did. Taught right, me so, because. So you never had that moment where you was like, all right, I need to stop this shit. You no. Like, I need to be just smarter this time. Just be smarter, bro. You couldn't. Do, no, because. When you go in, you know, jail, cool. You know, you right. know, it's a place that you can learn something that, like I say, any man, you know, don't make the mistake, but you go test that water. Right. And then it make you think, that's not for me. Some people right. like to go back and forth. That's for them. Right. 
But me, once you go in and you see how it is, you'll feel that ain't for you. Now, did you go to jail again after that? Yeah. Now, what you go to jail for again? Drugs. And, so, yeah. And? Drugs and now I, consequences. I, now, I know personally you you caught a case that, that changed your life yeah. to the point where you was like, all right, this ain't the path for me. Yeah, because I did, I, I did a longer bid. Right. Do a longer bid. I did like over close to two years. Man, now you see what's really going on inside. Right. Like you go in and out, like I'm good. I beat dodge the bullet. But you when had you to in sit there, down. you sit down. It like I say, every man is different. So right. wanna be around a lot of niggas, nasty ass niggas, you know, diseases. You know, and the, the sad part is when I went in the county, I was on I was on count. Yeah, I won the most, so I went on count. I, I was with on the on the deck with one of the brothers that had the building. So I was cool. Commissary is straight, but that's not what you want to get used to. Right. Like, I don't know how you can get used to writing letters or some chirping on the phone, like trying to get a call through. Sitting on a hard-ass bunk. I, sleeping on the floor then. Right. When I got booked, I don't know about what they doing now. When I got booked, it was straight to a sale. That's so one of you, you about to hope you ain't on the floor. Now, you say you sat down for two years. What was the hardest part of that? People passing away. Grandmother passed away. Two of my uncles died. So holidays too, you know. So the hardest part, honestly, in my heart was going to court, thinking you gonna go home, and you ain't going home. Right. Like you thinking you finna go home this holiday, they finna let you go. Like you gotta pay lawyer. So are oh, you finna go home for the holiday? No, continue, continue. Them continuous is a motherfucker. They ain't no week two week continuing. So I think the hardest time is thinking about when you finna go home or you need that out date. Once you got an out day, man, you already know when you're going home. Right. You in the county, boy, fighting the case. You don't know when you're going home. Is it hard to to stay out of trouble in jail? Yeah. It, yeah, man. It, it's lame, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's lame, bro. Like, you go on count. You got your little food. You dipping with your homies. You, you just be around a certain people that you know trying to do better for themselves and get out the situation they in. Right. Some people not really trying to get out that situation. Why would you be around them? Because they're gonna bring you down and put you in a situation that you don't want to be in. Right. So no, you can you can get through jail. Anybody? I don't know. You ask me right now, what's the longest I could do? Probably two. I ain't doing no five, seven, eight years. I, I can't do that, man. All right, now boom, you get out of jail this time. You got that eye opening. You say, nah, 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 nah. This shit really ain't for me. So what's the next path you take? I was working, so when I came home, my last day I came home, uh, trying to find myself still. I was working, doing little side jobs, my brother helping, doing working. But my teacher crossed paths with me with the dentist shit. Right. Once she crossed, it was so it was just a, a small world. My brother was working on her car. It was a teacher from high school. No, a teacher from the, the dental dental assistant program. Okay. The hygiene program. So there was you didn't know her at the time. No. Y'all just started talking. Yeah, because I was working at Pizza Hut. You know, I still work, work, try to keep money and keep myself busy. Right. But that wasn't what I wanted to do. Okay. Plus, I got two felonies now. So it's like I'm up in age. I can't keep filling out job applications knowing they're going to shoot me down. Because I'm going to say yes, I got to convict. If I'm a convicted felon, I'm going to say yes. I'm not going to lie. Right. So you're going to tell the truth. And then you got to sell yourself in the interview. You probably don't even get to the second interview. Sometimes right. you get to the second interview, don't get to the third. It's always with something. How many times did you actually have to go, to, or was it ever really hard finding a a job? No, because I had a resume, and plus, right. you know, you got a mouthpiece. You know how to speak and talk. 
right. communicate and act like you really want to work. Right. It'll show. That's the problem, people. It'll show, man. It'll show. Whatever you do, however you deliver, if you want a job, you really want a job, it'll show. It'll show that you really want it. Cause you, you call. Because you got a lot of people out here right now that they got one felony and swear up and down they can't find a job. They just ain't applying themselves hard enough. That's why I don't rock with niggas like that. Jay, like, niggas, like, anybody, females too, I don't care who you with. Okay, if you got five felonies, nigga, you can still get it. If you never went to college, you never got a student loan, you never got a grant in your life on cabinet felonies that, you can get it. Right. Because you never messed up. It's just like house arrest. If you mess up on house arrest, they ain't going to give you house arrest again. So if you got a grant and you catch a, fe- a case and get found guilty, they're going to take it away. But you'll never be able to get a grant or a student loan again. But if you never had that, you take the chance and try to do it. Right. Now, that's what that's something... That I always admired about you because I know a lot of people with felonies. I know a lot of people that that done gave up on life, but it was something in you that was like, man, fuck that. I can't be nothing. You know what I'm saying? And that's crazy that like you say you um you bumped into the dental assistant lady because your brother was working on a car. So it was like it was like God was showing you the way. Like, bro, like it's bigger and better out here. Yeah, God, God, God always been in my life, man. God always been in my life, you know. God is real. If a lot of people don't think he's real, then you lost. That's number one. Because he's real. You ain't waking up on your own. You ain't moving your arms on your own. If you think you're moving your arms on your own, something wrong with you. But at the end of the day, we get up, we get, that's another topic. Right. But what I'm saying is that once everything happens for a reason, and when she came at me, she like, you know, they finna open up a dental assistant program. And I'm like, I was saturated with teeth. I'm like, I don't see myself at 12. What, I was like 35, 36? No, 34 maybe. Right. I ain't see myself in no school, bro. Right. And I ain't no car carrying no bags. I just came home. Right. No, I did not see myself going to school every day. What made you do it? I ain't had shit else to do. Like I say, you gotta, had to you push have to, you. The, 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 well, let me say this. When I came home, I was helping my brother doing side jobs, doing a U-Haul, helping people move. You know, like people come rent a U-Haul truck. He was an authorized U-Haul dealer. Right. So people come rent a U-Haul truck, shoot my ass, me and my little crew, we can help you move your stuff, you know, a certain amount of pay. I was getting my money then, but I just told myself, you know, I'm just tired of not having something that's strong that they can't, nobody can take away from me. Right. Well, then you can't take away from me, but I wasn't really in it. Right. And once I, once, once I crossed paths with the teacher... I went up to the school. Like I say, anybody, you got to try it. You can't knock something until you try it. Right. So I wasn't knocking it. I was just downing myself, doubting, downing myself. Like, I ain't going to be doing that shit. Who the hell going to help me get on the bus every day to go to school? But my brother and dad helped me. Right. But once I got into the school and got into the program, I had to, I, I took the test twice, boy. Before I, I almost gave up off the test. You failed it twice? I failed it twice. And then you passed, passed it the third time. And the, the, they, they, they was not going to let me go. But the first two times, I failed that. And I'm like, man, my kids. Boy, was, so what, they wasn't finna let you take it again? No, they wasn't they, finna not let me not They like, bro, you, right. Because like, you got a counselor and my teacher. Right. Like I say, it's, it's, when you got a counselor, they going to call you. But when you have a teacher that know more of you than the people in the school, right. you can't really run from that. Right. Know? I was having a conversation with somebody, and I was telling them, like, I feel like that's why a lot of kids don't succeed in school now because back in the day, we all had a teacher that, that showed something in us or that saw something in us and that damn near loved us like they was family, you know what I'm saying, and that always will push us. So 
it's crazy how that lady was on your ass like she was on your ass. And I can ask you this, Jay, like me even ask you a question. You you don't have to answer. Think about the people in our era now, and they always talk about their teachers. Mm -hmm. Majority of the teachers was old. Majority of my teachers was old, bro. They wasn't young. These kids now. 60 when you was in school. Right. These kids now got young teachers that's 30 years old. Go outside and kick it, turn up, get drunk. So when they come to school, my one of one of my ladies I used to talk to, Doherty used to tell me, they teach you to come in that boy drinking coffee and just sit down. And I could not believe what she used to tell me. And this is at the age of eleven. Right. So think about all these kids coming up with these teachers. These teachers young. They there for matter of fact. Majority of these people right now in these careers there for the paycheck. Facts. They went to school now they didn't want to check. But yeah, I think it's it's go back to the the point of actually loving what you do and having a passion for it. Cause the lady who you ran into, she has a passion for that shit. Yes. She she probably didn't know everything that you had been through in your life at that point when she first originally talked to you. Nope. But it was something in her that said, Hey, let me let me put him on game. Let me get him something that he may be able to use. And now look at you now. Yeah, and what she told me, what stuck with me, and remember I told you at the beginning of some of this conversation, she said she was doing dental assistant for 30 years. And she right. took care of her son. And majority of the time, you want a career that you can be in that long. Not no McDonald's. I don't see myself in no McDonald's, Walmart for no 10 years, bro. Right. No. Not Walmart, unless I'm a store manager or something. I got to be able to move up. Every job I had, I had to move up. I'm not staying in one spot. So when she told me that, I was the first student in the program. I, I was there by myself. She helped me comprehend. And you was the only person in the I was class? In the, I was in the, in the class by myself for the first four months by myself. So that was something that she actually started? That school started. She was started. She was a teacher. Yeah. And you was the first student. First student. First student to graduate. When I crossed That's the stage, crazy. there was only two of us to cross the stage. That's I was always in the newspaper, Skokie newspaper. But what I'm saying, she helped me comprehend. It was no distraction. Right. And that's when you sit and think about the older you get, all the distractions, because the kids was coming. Now, she's so close to me, and she, she pinpointed Jay like, look at that kid. He just here because his mama sent them. Right. I'm like, shit, I'm in this bitch because I need this shit. <laughs> right. My mama ain't sent me here. My daddy ain't sent me here. Right. Jail sent me here. Like, I don't want to go back to jail. The streets sent me here. So when I thought about it, you start seeing how they act. So I'm like, no, nah, I got like, don't sit at my table because I need this. So you got to stand up. Every uh-huh. student come, you got to introduce yourself, who you are, your background, where you come from. So everybody felt it. Plus, I was the only black kid in the class. I ain't the only male. Man, it's crazy looking back on, on life and everything you done been through to get to this point. Because it could have been a gang of shit in your past that was like, man, just give up. Just give up. So what kept you pushing? But my kids pushed me. You know, my kids pushed me, but you just want to live life, man, to the fullest. So if you if you look, you gotta have you gotta have that type of self-motivation. You got that self-motivation, that self-confidence about yourself. You got some swag to know that you can do it. Nobody can't tell you you can't. That's all you need. And I wasn't giving up because I like money, I like clothes, I like shoes. Right. I like to stay fly. So in order to get it, you got to do it yourself. And ain't nobody else going to do it. Nobody ain't going to do nothing for you. All right, now, if you, can, if you can have a moment with anybody that's listening, like we don't know what nobody going through that's going to actually see this shit. But take a moment like that lady took a moment on you and just get a people something to, to I want to say, motivate them or tell them that, you know, it's more out there for them. Biggest thing is, man, you just got to stay focused. Watch your circle. You got to watch your surroundings. 
you got to be with people that's leaders. Leaders follow leaders. So if you're around someone that's going to motivate you, bring something to the table that's positive, gravitate to that. Because at the end of the day, you don't know that person and nobody don't have to come to you with no proposition or know something that's going to better you. So you just can't be afraid. You know, I just try to tell my black people, you know, don't be afraid for change. Right. You know, if you don't want to, if you don't want change, then you ain't going to change. And that's the biggest thing I look at. Put the man upstairs first. You got to believe in God. Wake up every day with a focus and a humble to know that you can get it. You know, if you know you can get it, then all that side hustle, that ain't going to make it. So if you really want to be focused, I know it's hard to get a job. I know that the economy messed up. But just don't have nobody around you that's not on the same page as you. Right. That's the best thing I could tell you. You know, if you if you struggling messed up, don't have three people around you struggling messed up too. And nobody coming up with no idea or coming up with a plan. I don't know. I don't know. I got to be around people that's focused. So just surround yourself around positive people. Surround yourself around someone that's trying to make it. If you really want to be self-motivated, it's out here for you. You, know, you just cannot give up. You cannot fail. You cannot believe that it's not out here for you. Right. Don't let nobody put nothing in your brain and say it ain't. That's the biggest thing, man. All right, now, before we get out of here, let the people know how they could get in tune with you. Well, man, Jay, you already know I don't do that social media, but, you know, I'm on Instagram, only for 04TR still, only for the real.com king. I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's so crazy. I don't be on the, I don't be knowing my name, man. But, you know. I know you be Snapchatting. I be snapping, though. Y'all can follow me on Snapchat. That's on the real, real, you know. But uh, y'all can follow me, man, at King versus Ronnie, 04TR on Snapchat. You know, on Instagram, if you want to find me, I don't really do too much. But you can always follow me. Ain't nothing wrong with having some followers, somebody to follow each other back, watch each other, make sure we straight. But I'm uh, King, 04TR on Instagram. Good things come to those who wait, man. I always remember that. Hey, Ronnie, man, I appreciate you for coming to chop it up with me. Jay you know, Brady. this was this was the first one that I just sat through, and I was like, I'm going to have a, a nonstop conversation. Like, I ain't had no questions for you. We just really like chopped it up. Yeah, because you know we go we go way back. You know, Jay, man, Jay, number one shout out, man, to my homie, man. It's my really my cuz, man. Y'all don't even know, man. Uh, Q, mama adopted me, so I'm adopted to the Ambroses. <laughs> they already know who I am. Majority of everybody gonna see this, but no, Jay, I appreciate you too. Letting the world know who I am, where I come from. No matter what, you'll never know nobody testimony until you hear it from themselves. Facts. So you know, I'm well, man. You know, God is good. Wake me up every day. Stay focused. Stay humble, man. It's one love. Hey, man, this has been another conversation with Jay, man. I appreciate y'all for listening. Like I say, y'all can listen to it, the podcast exclusively on the Illinois app, man. Go download that today. If you want to watch the visual, then you can watch the visual on YouTube. Just follow me on YouTube. I mean, no, don't follow me. Subscribe. Think Ill Media on, um, on YouTube. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Gang. Squat.